Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Dear Abby. I'm very excited to podcast today because I just like to podcast and there's no particular reason for wanting to podcast today, but except for that I just like doing it. Off to a good start. Um, you know, I realized one of my favorite things about podcasting, I think, is just holding a microphone to my hand and speaking into it because something makes you feel very powerful doing so and also kind of fulfills an inner girl, like inner little girl, inner child pop star where, you know, when you're a little girl and maybe some little boys did this, but this is probably more of a little girl thing mostly is wanting to be a pop star. And you see, like, I guess growing up when I was really young, I don't remember the pop stars other than like Lizzie McGuire when I was maybe like 10 or 12, uh, her music, let the rain fall down. You know, there was that song. But yeah, I just loved, I remember Britney Spears. I don't really remember seeing any performances, but I just remember she was a pop star. So yeah, anyways, every little girl grows up and, perf- you know, there's, you're either a girl, a little girl that wanted to perform in front of her family or you were the little girl that only performed when everyone else was either gone or when no one else was paying attention and when you were home alone or when you were alone in your room and then you really let yourself be fully pop star. I feel like I was definitely the latter where I did not like to, sometimes I would like to perform. I feel like I've seen some home videos of me trying to be the center of attention, but it was mostly my sister because she's very much uh, more comfortable in front of a crowd because she's also more entertaining in front of a crowd than I would than I am um, and was probably as a kid because I would just copy everything that she did. But I don't really remember being like wanting to be the performer all the time. But I do remember being a little girl and always wanting to sing karaoke when I was alone in my room and just let the full pop star come out. I still feel that way. And the older I get, the more I realize that's probably never going to go away to where you have a little piece of you that just wants to be a pop star and sing and dance on stage. But Honestly, I have just as much fun doing that alone in my apartment now as I probably would on stage. Yeah, I think that's one reason why I really liked podcasts and why probably most girls like podcasting, to be honest, just because I think they just like talking into a microphone. Today has been, well, this week, this past week has been kind of a busy week. It's been the week that I've been back from doing all these vacations and all of these family trips and camping and stuff. So now it's the end of summer. So things are kind of winding down vacation wise, but getting busier, just normal day to day life stuff and work, which I actually really enjoy what I do. And I like my job and I like my other 10 jobs. So I'm actually really excited to just get back in the in the swing of things. Just the mundane day to day stuff I enjoy. And I know it's weird, but I feel like you can just choose to um, enjoy it and find beauty in the really mundane things or create it. You don't have to necessarily find it. Sometimes I think sometimes you have to create it. This week, I've just been 
working a lot. I got back into the gym again. I feel like I've said that 12 times now on this podcast, but I finally committed to going to one gym and then I uh, got a refund and I canceled and then I committed to another gym that was way cheaper because that's really the main thing is I have a lot of different places. I like things I want to do for working out, but I've realized like I can really only afford the very popular, busy kind of gyms that are not very boutique or small, which kind of stinks. But I also am trying to, again, find just be okay with not loving it for now. And eventually when I make more money, hopefully I might be able to go to a gym that I actually really enjoy going to. But for now, it's the cheap gyms and that's okay for a while. I have a couple more life updates and then just an FYI, the topic for today is I wanted to share my number one ultimate self-help tip. Okay, it's like one, it's kind of two tips, but uh, I just wanted to go into that and uh, I'll share, I'll, yeah, I'll go, okay, whatever. I'll go into that after I finish my freaking life updates. I cannot think today. It's really bothering. Some days I can just flow through the podcast and some days I swear I, I just my mind is all over the place that I can't I don't even know what I'm saying by the time by the time I say something I, I haven't even registered what I had said so I've been very sore because I'm after you know you're not in the gym consistently for a couple of weeks you like lose everything I feel like so now I'm trying to regain all of that back but I'm doing this in a more safe way probably and more so focusing on flexibility and mobility and strength and like well, that sounds like everything. I, I like weightlifting for some days, but then other days I just like cardio and um, plyometrics because I like, I want to be more athletic and flexible and like mobile. So that's what I'm focusing on. I don't really care to look that different. Like I don't have any physical goals other than maybe having more of like a toned um, back because my back feels very weak and I, and, I, and I feel like if it looks stronger, it might feel stronger or vice versa, I guess. Um, but I, I actually, you know what? The only physical goal I have is just better posture. I think because I've just been gaming and everything that I do, which is like painting, gaming, and then um, what, what else do I do? Uh, working on a computer. It's just a lot of like feels like slouching. So I try to have good posture as much as possible, but it's just is bound to happen that you know, if you're not really focusing on keeping good posture, you're probably not going to keep it for very long. So I've been trying to focus on workouts and growing strength in my back and in my glutes and um, in my shoulders and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. I might be a maybe I'll be a fitness um, influencer soon, but probably definitely uh, not that. But I have been following a lot of fitness girls on Instagram. And I love that more people are showing how to do workouts. A long time ago, when fitness influencers started getting big, it was just all about like having a big butt, you know, and some some is still like that and like go off. But it's really nice for like someone who doesn't have a personal trainer or for someone who's kind of getting back into it doesn't want to hurt their back, wants to be, you know, safe about it and wants to make sure they're actually targeting the muscles they want to, to have influencers now who focus on just being healthy about it and the alignment. So maybe one day on one of my episodes, I'll go over who I'm following um, and some of my favorite influencers to help with form and just what to do at the gym, best ways to build strength around, you know, certain muscle groups and 
yeah all that all that gym stuff okay i was gonna say i think i i lose a lot of energy at this time of the day but i've said that multiple times about multiple different times of the day saying oh i don't think i should do this time because my brain is you know feels fried and i'm tired from the whole day or i can't do it earlier in the morning because i'm still you know i'm still warming up and i just think i'm just tired a lot or i'm just always normally a little bit scatterbrained (coughs) other life updates oh my gosh i bought some things on amazon Uh, just jump off honestly everyone just hop off the podcast i also uh i've been drinking a lot of element which is like that salty drink stuff my sister got some um and she gave me some and i'm obsessed and i almost catch myself drinking multiple packets a day which i had to be like that's actually not good for me so I'm trying to drink normal water again. But if you've element, it's like LMNT is what it's called, but it's salt water. Well, it's salt packs that you put in water, but it's flavored and they're really, they're just really good. Uh, what else? I've been trying to get back into painting. I've been painting again. I'm trying to finish the stupid painting that I've been working on for forever, but I just don't enjoy painting it anymore. But I just have to finish it because I'll love it when I'm done with it and I'll be really proud of myself. But for now, I'm just like, I don't freaking want to do it. It's so, there's just so many small details that it's like, oh, um, I guess I'm also doing fantasy football this year. That was unintentional. I did it last year with my family and I told them I didn't want to do it this year. But I think they use the same um, app and the same setup or something. Well, basically, I'm I'm in it again, I guess. And I didn't pick a... I wasn't on the call for the draft pick. I wasn't, if that's what it's even called. I wasn't involved at all in the group message. And still, I have a team. And apparently, I think I beat my mom um, with my team that I have not touched. And I don't even have the login to the app. So... So that's interesting. I hopefully I can take it all the way. You know, I didn't have any intention of playing this year, but I guess I will be and I will take it all the way and I will win. We don't do any bets, though. So there's no money involved. It's just kind of brag rights. And it's just fun to kind of, you know, you know, with siblings and family, you just want to smack talk them. It's fun. I'm still trying to decorate my apartment. So a lot of this week has just been shopping online. I found a really cute coffee table that's like a um, it's like a low one, which one might be good to just sit on the ground because I have a fluffy rug and eat on the coffee table because I also don't have a dinner table in my studio. So I think I might do that because it's really cute. But she said it might have gotten sold. They haven't picked it up yet. But if they bail, then she said she'll give it to me. I've also been taking care of like 500 plants. My apartment right now has so many effing plants i have named every single one of my plants a lot of them after anime a lot of them after anime characters um and some of them after bts names and i think there's other random ones that was just like plant number one and plant number two for certain areas clearly not as emotionally attached to those plants as i am other ones uh it's been actually a lot of work and kind of scary because because there's so many, there's a higher chance that one of my plants will die and I will be devastated. There was one plant that was kind of starting to die because it's very small and very delicate. And I've had it for a while, actually, but it'll just randomly almost die and then somehow I'll save it by doing something. I don't even understand what I do, but I just feel like I can tell sometimes what it needs just because I've taken care of it for so long. And then I, I nurse it back to health and now it's fine. It's a little bit it's a little bit of yellowing on some leaves but i guess that's very normal and doesn't mean that the plant's dying i genuinely really miss taking care of my dog um i still really miss my dog rudy 
he's not dead. He is just with another couple. They like hiking and they just seemed like they could take better care of him than I could right now in this time of my life. Yeah, they bought him off of me and I've just loved taking care of him. I loved going on multiple walks a day, which is annoying when he's here. But now that he's gone, of course, I miss it. That's always how it happens. I've been trying to... Yeah, I just was sad that I wasn't taking care of anything. I just have a lot of plants now. So I feel like that's something that I like to take care of. It makes me feel like it brings out a nurturing motherly side to me, which I think is just a good side to everyone, which just feels good. You know, it's just a chance to love something and to serve it, to heal it, to help it, to nurture it. So it's been very healing for me. But I do miss my dog. You know, actually, that reminds me of one thing that my mom said to me one time. And she probably doesn't think that I even remember this. But we were, I, was t- I was talking about selling Rudy to this couple. And I was telling her it's going to be so sad because I like taking care of something. It's very fun for me. It's very like I just feel more alive when I'm taking care of something. And she said that maybe it's just time to take care of myself. I still sometimes think about that when I really miss taking care of a dog or you know a person and I just think it's time for me to take care of myself and maybe that's just a blessing that comes from this time of my life and everything that's happened is just I get to focus on myself focus on my faith and just create like a good foundation and relationship with myself better than it ever has been okay I'll talk about the ultimate self-help tip So clickbaity. The ultimate self-help tip and then we'll do a Dear Abby and then we'll call a frenemy. So phone a frenemy is today. I'm very excited about that segment. So my ultimate self-help tip is something I've recently been setting as like an intention for every single day and something that I really do just fall back on a lot when I get very overwhelmed that just helps me instantly feel more peaceful and just calm down. And that is, and this isn't anything groundbreaking, and that is to stop trying to fix it all. Stop trying to fix everything. Stop trying to fix everything in your life all at once. <laughs> what is that movie? Anything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Stop trying to fix it all. So because you, you can't, First of all, you can't, you can't do that. And when I say all, I just mean things that are like out of your control. You're trying to make sure that, you know, you're doing everything perfectly. You're showing up perfectly. You appear perfectly. You are never misunderstood. Um, You're trying to fix how everyone else is broken. You're trying to fix that there's bad people, that there's bad things happening. You're trying to fix everything and you feel like it's your responsibility to fix it. And that's something that I struggled with for a long time. I don't struggle I don't struggle with that specifically anymore as much because I've had to set that belief that it's not my responsibility to fix like all of these things that are kind of just a symptom and a side effect of being a human and living in this world. So to think that you are capable of fixing so many things that have just been hurting humans since the world began and probably before that and who knows it's like to put that much pressure on your shoulders no wonder you're never going to feel at peace and no wonder you're never going to be able to trust people or feel like you can just relax and let yourself enjoy this life like it's meant to be enjoyed that's my ultimate self-help tip it's a lot easier said than done and when I say you know stop trying to fix it all I don't I don't at all mean you can't fix anything and don't fix anything about yourself or about your circumstance. 
And that's not at all what I'm trying to say, but there's a very irrational belief that I think a lot of us hold. And that is that we have to fix so many things that have been plaguing the human race since the world began. And we think that we will be able to fix all of that and make all sadness and suffering and misery stop. And that's just not, that's just not possible. I think if there are billions of people that live on this planet and this world has been, I don't know is how old different scientists say different things, but if the world is millions of years old or hundreds of thousands of years old or whatever you think, you think that you're going to be the one human out of all of those people that's going to somehow break reality. This is not to be discouraging. Also, you can do amazing, incredible things, but to be realistic, to think that you have to put all of this weight on your shoulders, that is very rational and not possible. And I don't know about you, but I don't really want to hold that belief because it's not helpful. And I'll kind of, and I'll go into why. My intention for this, for anyone listening, is just to kind of take the weight off of your shoulders and to take the pressure off. Under the right amount of pressure, humans and we can really do amazing incredible things and push ourselves to our limits and we can be molded into something beautiful and we can create beautiful things because we're being pressured or because you know we're experiencing something that's really hard or we're having to rise to the occasion of something but I think to have a really irrational belief around um, almost like a hyper responsibility for morality or for um just fixing things that like fixing other people, for example, or fixing other people's wounds and other people's views that you don't agree with or that are making them miserable. You think it's like, that's just not your responsibility. When I hold that irrational belief, um, when I hold that belief that I have this like crazy responsibility to fix everything, (laughs) I feel like not doing, I don't even feel like doing anything. I just feel sad. I feel confused. I feel angry. I feel helpless. I feel like there's nothing I can do. I can't help um, because I, I have too big of an expectation on that. But when I change my expectation to just do the best that I can and do what's within my bubble with and within my control, actually, that's going to be helpful. Then I feel like I have a pep in my step and I can actually take action on what I actually believe would be helpful. And then I can be more present with the people around me and stuff like that because I don't have this constant need to fix everything. Now, when it comes to certain circumstances, I was thinking about how I sometimes use acceptance as an excuse to not do anything and how I'll be like, oh, I've just accepted the fact that blah, 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 or that I just... I'm not good at this or I've just accepted the fact that this is just going to be really miserable for a while and or I've just accepted the fact that this life sucks and (laughs) you know whatever and sometimes I use that phrase as an excuse to stay where I am instead of and I do this with my faith too I feel like I use my my faith that everything will be okay to just not do anything and to just be like, oh, you know, whatever. And it's like, that. I don't think that's where we find a lot of joy. I think we find the joy in doing things even when we don't feel like it. And that just kind of ties in with what, you know, not trying to fix everything entails. Unconditional acceptance is very helpful and I acceptance is very helpful. But I think the reason it was helpful, it got like construed and like it got, it got distorted in my mind. To me, it was like, oh, I just accept so I can just be content wherever I I am and I like being content but it was just an excuse that I had 
to not actually push myself to do things I didn't want to do or to make a change or to make a choice and stick with it and move forward with it. Acceptance helps you get to a place where you are being very realistic with yourself into what what is actually hurting you, what's helping you, what's my situation, how you got to the situation. And acceptance for me is more just kind of acknowledging what's around you, what's within you, what's happening, and a recognition that that is your reality right now. And it's almost kind of like a list and just being like, this is what's happening. And I can accept that. But then there's like always a step after acceptance, which is a striving for change or which is an action normally. Sometimes I get really sad when I when change is necessary. I think I always thought I was really good at change, but I've learned that I'm not great at change. I can survive it. I can um, acknowledge it, but I can't really let it flow that well and I'm not as adaptable as I always have said because again I can survive it I can like I can uh what is it called what is it called white white fist I can clench my way through things (laughs) I don't know if that's a weird phrase I can I can get through anything by just like numbing myself and detaching I can I'm very I'm very too I'm too good at doing that but I'm not very good at letting things flow and really letting change happen and and flowing with it, especially when it's something that's within me. So if I've noticed that I don't like something that I used to like and I'm changing and that's because of actions and that's because of things that I've done to change that specific things. But then when the change actually is happening, it's like very sad for me and it's like a weird grieving thing. But that's just kind of the next step. And it's a sad but good part of life. And I think it just means that we've found joy and we've created something that we loved. And then now we're just changing and we're going to create something new. But letting that go was really hard. So that's why a lot of the times I just accepted and didn't actually want to change anything, even though internally I felt like my soul was begging for me to make a change or to strive for more and not more materialistically, just more experiences more things that I would be able to experience in this life and to find out more about myself and this world and God and what it has to offer and what the world has to offer so don't be like me and use acceptance as an excuse to not strive for any type of change or push myself out of my comfort zone or to try something new use it as like a step forward And a step to realistically look at your life, look at yourself. It feels like that's what helps me emotionally process up to the point where I'm at to be like I'm realizing when I am very honest about how I'm feeling and very honest about what I'm happy with, what I'm not happy with, what I'm confused about or what where I'm at in whatever journey I'm on in whatever area of my life, when I accept that and acknowledge it and really be like, this is what's happening, I feel it feels like I'm caught up emotionally to where I'm at in the present moment. Because a lot of the times, you know, this is common. This is a very common experience. Sometimes a lot of us feel stuck in stuck in the past or stuck in the storyline that we've created in our head. And we're not able to see clearly what's in front of us and what's happening. And that's okay. No need to shame yourself for that or make it worse by, you know, being like, oh, I'm so pathetic. I'm such a baby. Don't 
Don't listen to those either. Don't listen to those thoughts or those beliefs. Um, let those go because that's just something that you have to learn how to do is to process all the way up to the present moment and then be able to and see things very clearly and be caught up. Another quick self-help tip to kind of round this out is when I recognize that I'm miserable, <laughs> And that I am just feeling and experiencing all of the things that don't feel good in this life, which is confusion, doubt, um, anger, depression, and highly critical of myself and others. I realize it's because I care. It's because I'm I'm so obsessed with myself. I'm so self-obsessed to the point where I'm constantly just worrying about what other people think of me. I'm constantly worrying about how if people think I'm smart, if people think I'm dumb, if people think, you know, if I say something, if it was, if it did anything, if it helped them, if it didn't help them, if it's like, I'm constantly, it's when I'm constantly thinking about myself. Like if I look pretty enough, if I, like do other people take me seriously do they not take me seriously do they understand me do they misunderstand me and it's all ends in me like it's all about me and how I'm perceived and you know if and I think that just stems from obviously insecurity and trying to fit in and to not be abandoned by people but the reality is the more self-absorbed we are, honestly, the more likely we are to be abandoned and the more likely we are to be miserable, honestly. And this concept is this concept is not new, nor is this groundbreaking anything that I've ever said, to be honest, on this podcast. But self-care is very, very important. And I do think like the ultimate self-care tip is to not care so much about yourself in a way that is through other people's eyes. If you catch yourself thinking so so much about yourself how you're perceived that might be a chance that you can be a little bit kinder to yourself and just tell yourself you know there's one study that some guy did on he wrote a book about anxiety um but he talked to this guy who had studied self-care and self-love and that kind of thing in the brain and he said the, the one phrase that he realized helped kind of break through your analyzation, your um, analyzing brain, part of your brain, I'm not a sciencey person, is just by saying I love myself. And that sounds contradictory to what I'm talking about because it's like, don't be so self-obsessed. But I think one way I've found that I am less self-obsessed uh, less self-obsessed is when I offer myself a lot of love and I accept myself unconditionally and I also am very patient and gentle with myself that allows I'm not kidding that like opens up a piece of my heart that just allows me to love other people way easier and way more deep and to listen to them more and to be there for them more and to realize it's not about us being the best or us being the smartest or you know whatever you usually want to be if there's a group of people what you want to be the best at or whatever great to strive for being the best at something but if you're missing out on the connections and the people and the experiences along the way then you're kind of missing out on the point of it so when you notice that you're being self-obsessed and obsessing over if you're being perceived well or not or anything like that take the weight off of your shoulders and offer yourself some self-compassion and some 
love and talk to yourself in that way and hold yourself gently because when you fill your own cup and when you let other people fill your cup because you some because you probably you might have people around you too who want to fill your love cup and want to give you compliments and want to connect with you and want to be gentle with you and be loving with you let them and let them help you let them love you let yourself also love yourself there's not ever going to be a perfect balance of like amount of self-love versus what other people give you just constantly practice self-love and you will love other people to a way bigger capacity anyways i'm going to keep rambling on but those are my two tips for self-help is to stop trying to fix everything all at once and to stop being self-obsessed and when you notice that you are self-obsessed it's probably time to offer yourself some love that will all in turn soften your heart a bit to other people as well that is it for that part of today's episode blah 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 okay let's do a dear abby all right let's do a dear abby everyone this one i think is just a um is this one is just a text so i'm gonna read this one i'll change my voice dear abby after listening for a while i've noticed that you let me try that again dear abby after listening for a while i've noticed that you were always talking about your siblings oh sorry <laughs> That's annoying. You seem to have the best relationships and to be such a tight-knit family. I'm a new mom and I'm always thinking about how to start a family culture or find new traditions to help create strong family ties. Anything that your family did to help that? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I do have a lot of siblings. I have four brothers and one sister. And then I'm very lucky to have come from a very tight-knit family. And my parents are still married. They've been married for no idea how long. But since my oldest brother has been born, plus like two years or something or a year. So I have a very strong family foundation, which I'm very, very... I didn't realize how lucky I was to have that until I got older. And I realized that that really is something that's very special that I have. And I never take it for granted. And I always... I don't know. I just... I never take it for granted. I didn't realize that I even talked about... I probably do talk about my siblings a lot because I don't really have a lot of friends. So it's kind of just siblings are my friends um, and my mom and my dad. I think what, what helped the most, honestly, with my family is in the religion that I practice, we do something that's called family home evening, which is every Monday, we, you basically have like a family playtime. Other religions have something similar to this. And honestly, sometimes more often, but it was just you pick a night, usually on Monday. And in the afternoon or whenever you can do it, you get together, you share like a thought about like a spiritual thought, but you have someone who conducts, you sing like one or two songs um, and we just pick whatever songs they were usually silly songs. And then we would have a talent show. So one of the siblings, one of the kids would do a talent. And sometimes that involved our youngest brother playing the piano, even though he didn't know how to play. And he'd play for, I'm not kidding, probably like 15 minutes. And every time he would pause, we would start clapping because we're like, okay, good job. Like all done. We're all done with that. And he would be like, I'm not done. And we'd be like, oh, okay. And he would just keep playing. So it doesn't have to actually be really good talents, but 
And then after doing a talent show, we would play a game and then we'd eat a bunch of junk food or we'd eat a um, dessert. We would do that every single Monday night when I was a kid. And I think that's just the first thing that comes to my head because it was so consistent. And my parents made it a priority to just make sure we were all in the same place once a week, all night and spend that time together. And you get to be silly, you get to be serious, you get to open up, you get to show your talents. And it's just like a lot of different aspects of your life are be able to be displayed and shared with your family and that time. So I love that time with my family. It's very special to me. Um, it made an impact on me. And I do feel like that's just something that kept our family really tight. It didn't always go perfectly. Uh, there would be a lot of fights. Usually it would end in someone, uh, one of the siblings, two of the siblings in an argument or, you know, something like that. But I think it was just to intentionally hold time together where you kind of force everyone to be together um, but you make it a good experience for everyone. My mom did such a good job too of making everything feel so special. So she put so much effort into the first day of school um, to she would decorate our rooms. She would make cute posters with candy. She would help us, you know, get our first day of school outfit and we'd all go shopping together. And I think she just made it a very fun place to grow up and a very much focused on doing different activities, but doing them together. Something I also loved about my childhood and growing up is my mom really, my parents really leaned into us being, uh, just letting us be very playful. So they never took us, they never took life too seriously on us when we were kids. And they just let us be kids while we were kids and play with each other. And they'd set up different play dates. Honestly, just playing together and also taking time every once in a while not too often and not never being serious with each other and letting each other know how we really feel about them and how important they are to us just as long as you're intentionally making time to spend quality quality time with your kids and have them spend quality time with each other have them help each other serve each other my parents also did a really good job at demonstrating what it's like to be in a relationship with someone that is very different than you. Like my mom and dad are pretty different, but they've always demonstrated saying, I'm sorry in front of their kids. Whenever they would get into a little argument or something and it was in front of us, they'd always say sorry. And we'd always see them kind of make up and say, I'm sorry, like I was being rude or I'm sorry. I just blah, blah, blah. And we'd see that. And I think that really helped to demonstrate to us as their kids that in relationships with your siblings, with people and like just in when you get older and that that relationships aren't going to look like you agree on everything. And that means that you can love each other and that you can have fun together. You choose to love people and you show them your love by actions and saying, I'm sorry. And by being intentional with your time with them and, and telling them how you feel, because I know me and my sister have gotten, well, me and my sister used to get in a lot of arguments when we were in high school, just over clothes. But even as adults, there's been, there've been a couple of times where we've disagreed or where I've said something hurtful or vice versa. And because my parents showed us that by example, that when you do something wrong, you admit you're wrong and you say, I'm sorry, because the relationship is more important than like your pride. It's really helped us in our adult life to stay close because, you know, our pride isn't that important when it comes to my relationship with my siblings. It's like that relationship 
is way more important. So it's pretty easy for me to muster up and say sorry because I would I just don't want to lose my siblings as my friends. Yeah, I think you'll do great if you're thinking about this already and you and you want this to be what happens. That's like half of it and you'll figure it out and you'll figure out how your kids work and you'll lead by example and you'll show them how to stay close to people and that relationships are important. It'll be fine. They'll be friends and they might not be BFFs for a long time or they might bicker and they might get in arguments and they might not be super close for like a couple years just because of life. But if you create a really strong foundation for your family that they know where they can come back to and they know that they have someone who's always going to be there for them no matter what, they will always come back. And I fully believe that. And yeah, leading by example, showing each kid that they'll see that in you. And so they'll try to be that safe place for their siblings and their friends and stuff. So yeah, hopefully that's helpful. Um, let's call one of my siblings to see what they think and we'll get an answer from them. So let's see who's going to pick up today. Here we go with phone in front of me. I'm actually going to turn that red. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. All right, let's see if she answers. The one, the only. Hello? Hello? Is this Chelsea? Yes, and someone else too. Who's this? Ivy. <laughs> Case. Say hi. Say hi. Oh, he's going to try and hang up. Gonna... Oh. <laughs> Red button. Ah, uh, hi, Case. Actually, just give the phone to Case. We'll ask. I'll ask him the questions. Okay, Casey, she has a question for you. I can interpret for him. Okay, Case, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Red or yellow? Yellow. Yellow. <laughs> yeah, say so it's probably yellow. That's the one that he points out all the time. Yellow. Yellow. Mine's green. I didn't ask you. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just, just in case you were wondering. Um, okay. Well, first, we're, I'm going to ask you the um, advice question for today that I got. And then you can give your answer. And then I have five rapid fire questions for you after. And then that's it. Does that sound uh, possible for you? Sounds possible. Sounds great. Okay. She was saying she's a new mom and she wants, she said that she feels like I have a tight knit family, which is a good question for you because you're my sister. Mm -hmm. um, she was saying that I talk about my siblings a lot. It seems like we're close and that I have a tight knit family. So what's something that we've done or that like our parents did or something that helped us stay close and like feel like tight knit? Wait, she's pregnant and she wants to stay close with her sibling? No, I think she's a new mom. So she wants to like help oh. make that oh, like when her kids grow up, how to keep them tight knit. And um, I think a good thing that she can do is force people to spend time, like force her siblings to like care for or play with her kids. I feel like that helps a lot because sometimes like your siblings or other people don't want to like force themselves they like oh I want to play like with your kids I want to do this like let me watch them you know they're they're not as they almost feel awkward so if you're like hey 
will you, uh, you know, play with my baby? He loves to play cards. You know, then it, like, forces them to have a bond with them. But I also think you guys are also, my you as my siblings are just good at that anyways. Mm. Because we're already close, so it's not, like, weird for us. But I feel like it's kind of the same when people are like, how do I get my husband to, like, watch the kids more? It's like, just leave. Just be like, hey, you're watching the kids. I'm going to go to the grocery store. Yeah. They have to figure it out. I mean, if you don't want to do that with someone you don't trust, that's 100% okay. But What do you think that we can do or what do you think we did or, like, mom and dad did to make it so that when we're now that we're adults we're all still pretty close like we still talk all the time and stuff i think mom and dad force us and guilt trip us to yes. each other which works yeah. so that's why like they instill in us like your siblings are going to be your best friends for your whole life so you better talk to them like did you talk to cole this week oh he really misses you guys like no cole you want to talk to cole no okay (laughs) he's like "Eh, not really yeah no just abby yeah that's true that's what i said i was like you just literally have to you have to literally just force like you have to force quality time sometimes and that's like the best way to just be like trust me when you get older you'll understand your siblings are the like the most important people to you which mom definitely is good at uh forcing and guilt tripping all the above yeah all right anything else that you can think of or no Uh, i think that's pretty much it i mean it's just effort yeah like calling facetiming you know, if you don't FaceTime your siblings that often, sometimes it's weird the first time you do. But after you do once or twice, then it's like you're... Abby! Yeah, you want to say hi to Abby? Say hi. Hi. Hi, Case. He's confused when he can't see your face. Yeah, he probably is. He's like, usually I can see her face when I hear her voice. He's trying to show you his car, but she can't see. Don't worry, Case. I'll see you in a little bit. You can show me all the same cars that you show me every day. <laughs> oh, said, okay. Okay. See bye. See ya. Wait, what are my uh, five questions? Um, no, I was saying bye to Case, not you. Um, huh? No, don't push the red button. Please. Okay. What word? These are like fi- these are like rapid fire. We might do more than five, depending, because I think I have a couple more minutes left still to get to an hour. But um, okay, what's a word that you hate hearing? Oh, I don't know. Like, Honestly, I think just words I overhear, like gaslighting. Now, <laughs> yeah. even though I love to use it, I hate hearing it. It's like so overused. Yeah, it's like calling everyone a narcissist if they like did something a little bit selfish. You're like, okay, I'm sick of it. Uh, who do you text most? I don't know. Wait, what was that? Who do you text the most? You, Nick, and JC are my, like, top three that I, like, probably text every day. Yeah, I guess I could have guessed that. Uh, what do you think your Hogwarts house would be? Um, I think Slytherin is what all my tests say. How many tests have you taken? Just the, just the official one. Oh. On, like, Hogwarts, whatever. Oh. Slytherin, really? I don't know if that's just my aesthetic. Like, I don't know. My personality isn't really Slytherin. Yeah, you're kind of 
you're kind of more like Ravenclaw because I feel like Ravenclaw is like in between Gryffindor and Slytherin. Yeah. Where they meet. Yeah. I feel like my personality is actually a little more Gryffindor, but my um, everything else is giving Slytherin. Yeah. Um, what were you afraid of as a child? It can be... Wind. Wind? What do you mean? Like what age? No, wind. W-I-N-D. Wind. Oh, actual wind. Yeah, wind. I was scared that I was going to be swept away with the wind. <laughs> Literally. I would hug trees at recess. That's kind of sad. Phobia. Actual phobia. Like, I actually still kind of get scared when there's a lot of wind. No, I actually, I didn't have that as a kid, but I sometimes as an adult, when there's a lot of wind, it knocks the, like, your breath, when it, like, knocks your um, breath out or something. What is it called? Takes your breath away. It kind of freaks me out. Takes your breath away? I don't know if that's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Do you collect anything? Um, I collect clothes. Unfortunately. I don't know. Be careful. Also, oh, there's something... I also do collect seashells illegally, I think. Okay, so allegedly she collects she uh, seashells. Um, have you ever written a song for someone? Yes, I have. Was it for a boyfriend? Uh, yeah, I wrote a song for Nick. I think that's it, honestly. Wow. You did? I when? I've written songs about other people, like, who broke my heart, but um, wasn't really for them. Uh, say that. But you wrote a song for Nick. Yeah. Oh. I think I know the answer, but do you have any tattoos? No. Okay. Yeah, it was. Well, because you never know. Because maybe you've gotten one, but you've never expressed it because you're scared I would tell mom. No, mom would be the first person I would tell to have to rip the band aid off. Yeah. I can't go around like that. Do you believe in ghosts? And have you ever seen one? Um. Yes, I do believe in ghosts. And yes, I did see one in the haunted room in our house. But it seems nice. Okay. I actually remember that. One point, one second I saw it. Do you think you were having sleep paralysis? Myself, speaking of the word, and be like, did I? No, you, you probably have. I've seen some weird stuff, but never in that room. But after, I remember you told, you told us that. <laughs> like, the next day, you just told the whole, you, like, announced it in front of the whole family. <laughs> Like so nonchalantly. And I just remember after you left and I took that room for myself, I was like so scared of that room. I was just anticipating seeing a ghost. Slept in there and been like, that room's creepy. That's so weird. Okay, last one. Um, would you say you're uh, more cautious or more bold? More cautious or bold? Yeah. Like which one are you more so of? Um... I don't know. That's a good question. It depends. But I actually think I'm more cautious. If everyone around me is being bold, I tend to be cautious. And if everyone around me is being cautious, I tend to be bold. Yeah, actually, that's that is a good answer because it really does just depend. That's like asking me if I'm an introvert. It just depends on who I'm with, because if everyone's introverted, I'll probably be the most extroverted. Yeah. But if everyone's really extroverted, I'll definitely be the most introverted. OK, well, um, any last words? Because this is words? this is your time to do any pl- any plugs. Oh no!
Oh no! Case! Oh no! <laughs> you want to push the red button? Okay, he wants to push the red button now. Okay, well, Bye. see see you soon. Okay, push the red button. Oh. Go ahead, you can do it now. Bye, Case. Push it. Okay. Push it. Nice. Okay, there you have it, you guys. That was today's episode of Dear Abby. Hope you enjoyed it. My shoulder is killing me because I was leaning on it the whole time. Ugh. You know what I found out? I've been wearing the wrong colors my whole life. I've always worn dark and um, more doled down colors. But lately I've uh, learned that my color palette for my skin tone is actually more bright colors like what I'm wearing right now. Which reminds me, go to my YouTube and you can watch my podcast on YouTube. So now I'll be wearing a lot more bright colors. But I don't like bright like floral and like very and very crazy. And I don't like crazy patterns. I just like solids i'm a big solids gal and maybe stripes every once in a while for pants or something that was random i don't even like striped pants why did i say that i don't own a single pair of striped pants and i've never worn that why did i say that it's time for me to log off thanks for listening to another episode hope you guys enjoyed it i'm running out i only have a couple more voicemails and texts left for dear abby so please feel free to send in a voicemail or a text and I can read the text, but I would love voicemails. I love hearing from you guys. You can ask me a serious question or a not so serious question. Also, please leave a five-star rating um, or a view. You can also reply to each episode on Spotify and kind of give a review of the episode if you liked it, if you didn't like it. I love constructive criticism. Don't love just being mean, so don't be mean. Would love to hear what you guys want to hear me talk and blab on about thank you so much for listening i try really hard not to just conform to what i see that does really good like podcasting wise i'm trying to stick to what feels very natural and very um flowing for me so hopefully you guys like it and you guys like these episodes i love you guys and thank you for listening bye Taking a ride to join a lay. Don't you bomb and so good or guy dead? Papa, kiss or lay in back on a sad.